So hello and welcome back to another episode of Living That Online School Live with me, Ray Porton. Me, Leo Porton. And me, Owen Porton. And tonight we have a special guest. We have Leo's teacher. Leo, you want to introduce her? Mrs. Pelusic. Hi, Miss Pelusic. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. I'm so, excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Uh -huh. So I know we can't get too far because we have something to do. What do we have to do, Owen? A real Leo effect. Okay, Leo. All right, so Leo, you're going to do the real Leo effect tonight, right? Yep. Well, unless Miss Pelusic has one she wants to do, we'll give her that option. I don't have one. All I'm right. You guys. So, tonight's real Leo effect is cats are, are attracted to recorders. Like the musical instrument recorder that you learn in fourth grade? Yes. yes. Okay. We're gonna have to think about that. Our cats, like, so the normal house cat attracted to recorders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're saying they are. That's what I got from it. All right, so we'll have to figure it out. That's interesting. I don't know about that one. All right, so Ms. Bluzik, how are you doing now? Because we're, we're in hybrid now, right? Yes, we are. And I absolutely love it. It has been so nice to have the kids in person and be able to be right there watching them and directing them. I feel like we are getting a lot more out of our schooling because they're focused more and right there with me. Okay. And now for your hybrid, are you teaching kids remote and in person at the same time? No. Okay. So... When I'm with my A group, I'm just focused on the kids that are in the room. And then when my B group comes in, I'm just focused on the kids that are in the room with me. Okay. Because my teachers, we're getting ready to go hybrid in a couple weeks and we're going to be teaching simultaneous. So oh. there will be teachers, there will be teaching kids at home and in person at the same time. So that's, that's something that we're all a little nervous about how that's going to actually look, you know, how, how does that work? It actually doesn't work too bad. No? Yeah. Oh, you do that, don't yeah. you? Tell us a little bit about Owen. Well, so because Mrs. Lockett has to teach the morning and the afternoon separately because it's two totally different classes, uh, fifth grade and fourth grade, she has to teach both online and hybrid kids at once. Now, it's not too bad because really she just sets it up with where sometimes she's got this little earpiece so then she can talk into it while walking around the classroom. And then usually she'll have to repeat back what we say because we're not actually on the meet. Oh, so the kids can hear you. They can't hear you, so she has to repeat it for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, that's what cool. If, what if, um, like, a student that's remote asks a question or if you wanted to work with them, you don't see them, right? You don't see the other kids? Well, she does present project it back up onto the back of the stage part but it's a little blurry but but if we're not doing something she'll put it on the screen or the whiteboard and then but if we are um using the whiteboard for something well no yeah then we'll just go to whatever screen that is then she'll present it sorry what was your other question no i was just wondering if you can talk with the kids that are remote like today, we did that where we joined the meet and then got into breakout rooms and then just worked that way. 
Very so cool. That, that brings me to the question because starting next week, I have to actually teach on starting next Thursday. I'm going to be teaching from home while Leo and all the other kids are at school. So I was wondering if I, when you guys go into breakout rooms, do you hear the feedback? Like, is it? Well, the trick with that is just to either be wearing headphones or put the computer on mute. Okay. Because then if, so for us, we have the projector, which has a speaker in it. So then we can hear what they're saying through that. Okay. And then we don't need to have our volumes on. Ah, interesting. So I think the big key that you said though, that can make it easy is if everybody's wearing their headphones. Okay. All right. Because um, like for me, what my what we do is um we have it where if we're on like a site that like on epic and we're watching like videos on different things and having audiobooks on we have to wear headphones okay yeah that makes sense yeah. So now you're going to be teaching from home and have a class monitor in your classroom, right? Yes. So that's exciting for you, though. Like, I got to admit, that's exciting, you know, to be to have that going on. Well, and what is also neat is, is it will be with the teacher that is taking over for my leave. So he'll get to see the routines that the kids do every single day. He'll get to meet all of them while I'm still teaching. So he'll get to observe and get to know how our classroom runs so that when he takes over, he'll know exactly what to do. That's awesome. That's going to be really nice. I know, I will say, I know we're bummed that you're not going to be there all year because you've been amazing, <laughs> but we're excited for you. And Leo did say that the, the classroom monitor, the substitute teacher seems really nice. So yes. And it's very neat, I think, that, you know, it's going to be a new teacher and you'll get to experience more than one teacher this year as well. So it'll be awesome for you guys. And he has a lot of uh, worldly experiences because he's taught, he taught in other countries. in Ethiopia. Yeah. He did. Didn't he also teach? I think um, he also teached in Peru. It's taught, but yes. Yeah. Dubai and Cambodia. Yeah. That is awesome. Like, I know when I'm looking to hire people, I do look for people with like different life experiences like that. So that way they can share that with students because, you know, like you guys have never been to some, any of those places that we just said. And so he's got experiences that he can share with you. So that's, that's very cool. Well, and also you'll get to learn, he'll tell you all about it is he, he would work at a school where he would have 15 kids in his class that all spoke different languages. So that's pretty neat. Wow. That's pretty neat. So are you excited or nervous, Leo? I'm kind of torn between the two because nervous, I'm like, mm, I wonder if he's a little more strict while teaching. <laughs> but also, I'm also kind of like, Eh, he probably won't be that strict while teaching. So I'm like, mm, 
I don't know which one I would say would be more likely okay. to have it. I always find it funny when I ask you, and it's actually both of you, but when I ask you guys about teachers, especially first impressions, your first reaction is whether they're strict or not. <laughs> <laughs> what makes someone strict? No. <laughs> like if they're like if you go off ta task for like um at or like if you go off task for like a second they're like get back to work <laughs> for me it's not necessarily that like uh like for me it's if one person gets one person's doing something bad and then the entire class gets punished and then for some like like maybe we do what the punishment is but then if one person jacks up while doing it it basically restarts everything so right. we just have to yeah classroom i will admit classroom punishments aren't my favorite thing because you always got that one student or that two students that weren't doing anything wrong and and then it's hard to justify why they still have to do the consequence because even as a teacher, I know, I used to know those students weren't guilty, but you still like, and I'll admit, I did it at times, so I'm not saying I was perfect, but that's a hard one sometimes, but I also know sometimes it's necessary. Right, and then you want to reward those students that, you know, they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You don't want to punish those kids that are behaving and doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, but for, for in my opinion, it, uh, it's where you never get any like just one person like only at the beginning of the year that happened okay that, but the thing is is that like in my head when I think of it there's some kids who consistently don't necessarily follow the rules and then every and then everyone gets knocked down a level on more punishments more severe punishments mm. and even though some kids aren't doing anything well, you, you know, I mean, at the house, you guys always want everything equal. And I tell you, if everything equal, that goes with consequences, too. So if one gets a consequence, you both get one. <laughs> that I do not mean it like that. I mean, like, if Owen gets a punishment, that's his punishment. But if he gets a cookie, you want a cookie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it, 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 it depends on what is, like, what's happening or like what happened or like what's the scenario because if Owen gets two extra scoops of ice cream or like something i get something. you would like that too yeah okay unless it's a punishment <laughs> punishment just leave me out of it all right so what what do you guys learn in this week? I you know we we didn't really talk a lot about that. So what's something you learned this week? One thing. Fractions. You're still working on fractions. Yep. Are you comparing them? Are you reducing them? Are you what are you doing with them? Um, comparing them. Comparing them. Yes. And you, Owen, what what's one thing you learned this week? We're multiplying fractions. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast, but we they gave me a whole instruction on how to um, multiply fractions, and they, they did it through using cookies, because no. they know I'm a cookie. No, we did comparing fractions. Comparing fractions through cookies. I was right. very impressed by both of your explanations of 
explaining that. I know you guys didn't, uh, I was laughing when you were trying to split a muffin and your dad said, we have to split a muffin? <laughs> Our dad, um, like for two years with Easter, he would steal our chocolate chip cookies. And <laughs> he like at night after we were asleep, he would go into the cabinet with them and he would just grab them and have a glass of milk with them. <laughs> and, then, like, and then next day after um dessert when we would look go for and, your cookies. Yeah, we were like this this points in one direction. Yes. No. <laughs> in all reality, Antonis or Obachan would send you guys like boxes of cookies and they would each okay. have one or two chocolate chip and those are the ones I would take. Okay, yes, but what about Halloween candy? Halloween, I, at one time I went downstairs to get some, I was washing my hands in the bathroom and I saw a candy wrapper in the trash <laughs> uh -uh. in the bathroom that was not mine. Another time, mom said, don't go down there. She knew that my that dad ate um, a candy that I was saving because I've never had one before. <laughs> and, then, okay. was, and then he... Wait, 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 wait. Let's see. You had one cookie left at your family, at your house. And you had to share that cookie between all of your family members, Leo. What fraction of that cookie would you get? So, so how, how many of us are there? Many pieces Four. Have to be cut into? Fourth. So I would get one fourth. Yeah. If we if we were able to pick like the size of the fraction, I'd probably pick um, one over one. You oh, pick one whole. Or one over two. Well, at least take a half. half. Okay. I would. I would take Possibly one. I would take one whole. I would take a whole cookie. Okay. If we got to pick, because I would just leave a crumb for dad, and I would share. <laughs> but are those equal? Are those equal size pieces then? No, but. <laughs> See, and the thing that the thing that they also don't want to tell you is. Dad doesn't get like his own stash of cookies. Like, it all gets shared. No, no, no. All right. It does not get shared. Dad steals. No. Okay. So, so I will admit though, if I'm grabbing something out of the cabinet, I will notice his little secret stashes of chocolate chip cookie boxes that he bought. And, uh, but then I always ask if I can have. And them. I always share. Yes. See. Oh. You now guys, are, but I can't ask when you're sleeping. That's just the that's the problem that we have. Is if you're in bed, I can't ask. So at one time I said that you could wake me up. So you know what though, let's get back to school, and and we have a great guest on. So let's get back to asking some questions of our guests. So I have to ask you a question. What is your favorite thing to teach? Well, whether it's subject or topic within a subject, what is, what do you enjoy teaching the most? I am a huge math person. I love, love, love teaching math. Um, I would say my favorite is introducing multiplication. Um, I think I may have told Leo before, but my I loved learning multiplication in third grade. So that's why I love teaching third grade because now I get to share that love to all of you guys. I also do love math um, because it's probably the most easygoing subject for me because 
um, with math, I can just be like, all right, I know what these fractions are. I've heard of them before. So I know like what the fractions are and I know all of the different things that you do with, well, not all, but some of the things you do with fractions. Okay. Have you like, you like fractions the most of what we've learned so far this year? Fractions and multiplication. Nice. Very cool. And division, not the, not the one thing that I enjoy with math. Well, next will come area and perimeter. Ooh, I used to love teaching that too. I, uh... That's when you get to like, when we got to older grades, we used to teach that and we would teach it by like making your area and perimeter house and stuff where they had to yeah. like. That's actually something we do in third grade. We, I always have them make their, their dream house and they have to find the area and perimeter of each room in their house. Ooh, that's a fun activity. <laughs> For me, oh, my bedroom perimeter would probably be the whole upstairs area <laughs> with a couple of other beds just for like guests, like guest beds and like one giant bed for me. All right. <laughs> so what I did... just lay in the center with my arms out so that way no one can lay there. So you said teaching multiplication is your favorite thing to teach. Is there something that is more difficult to teach or that's just less enjoyable? Um, I would say my least would be social studies. Oh, so we have to stop this podcast right now because I'm, I'm, I'm a history guy. So social studies is right up my alley. Um. Uh, I mean, I like history and, I, and it's so interesting, but I don't know. That's probably my least favorite. All right. That's because that's you never had me as a history teacher because I can make history fun. Well, and with remote learning, I don't even get to really teach it right now. So it's kind of like I'm just posting assignments instead of actually going to into depth with all of it and teaching it. That's true. These guys, you know, like we were on our last, was it our last big trip we took when we went to Williamsburg? Yeah. So we were out and we got to go see Yorktown and the different battlefields. And Ooh. so teaching that kind of stuff, I was like in heaven. Like, yeah. This is how this battle went, and this I had never been out there, but I knew all the stories of the battle, so it was kind of cool. It was a That's different awesome. way to learn it. Yeah, I liked when we went to Boston and learned all the history on that little walk. Yeah, the Freedom Trail tour um, in Boston was really cool. Um, I wish we could have spent like two more days in Boston because there's so much to see, and we spent like an afternoon. So, I do love going to places and learning about history. When I was younger, when we would go on all of our family vacations, my parents, we always stopped at every historical battlefield site and it was awesome. So I do like those experiences. Yeah. That's that, fun. That's great. You learn a lot. And I, honestly, on our family vacations, we've almost everyone went to somewhere that was like a historical place, like whether it was St. Augustine or Williamsburg or Boston like we've always kind of hit on some of that stuff or Plymouth and and uh, Cape Cod and stuff so 
It's been some cool trips, huh? Yeah. Different way to learn stuff. I My bucket list is to go to New York and see all the different historical things like that are there. I'd love to see the Statue of Liberty. I'd love to see the 9-11 Memorial, all of that. See, I've never done New York. I've seen New York from like the Jersey side of the river, you know, but I've never actually been in New York. So that would be cool. We did go, well, we did go to Buffalo because we went to go see Niagara Falls, which is in New oh, York. Oh, yeah. No. But that's so far out of New York. It's not really New York City, so. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, it's in New York, but it's not in the city. Correct, correct. Also, um, just to clarify, the river you're talking about is the Colorado River? No. No. It's yeah. the Hudson River. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we should probably, well, real quick, we got to let Miss Bluzik, does she have any questions for us? What has been your favorite part about being in person, both of you? So being back to school in hybrid, what's your favorite part? Probably um, sneaking lunches past the bus driver with my backpack because the bus driver always tells kids with lunches that he can see, put it in the cooler, and I don't like getting my lunches mixed, my lunch mixed up. So I put it in my backpack and I sneak it past the bus driver so that way I don't have to mix it with I mix it up with another lunch and also seeing people wow. in class. Is that though because they don't want you eating it on the bus and you just put it in your backpack and don't eat it? So yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I don't like you sneaking things past the bus driver, but it makes sense. For me, I just put it in the way back corner where nobody puts it except for one kid, but they just knock over my lunch and I can easily find it. All right. So what's your favorite thing about hybrid? Kind of, kind of like what Leo said with the whole, like, actually being able to see people. But the weirdest thing is that everybody keeps thinking that Mason's my brother. Yeah. yeah. They keep thinking that Mason's my brother, that, like, Leo's my cousin. I don't know, like... I oh I think I've probably gotten asked this like three or four times you know two maybe three times is Mason your brother because like, no he's in fourth third, grade fourth grade yeah you know though because I, I grew up in Wakanda and I had brothers and cousins and uncles and aunts all in the buildings and it's going to continue for the rest of the time you're at Wakanda. <laughs> I remember teachers used to come up to me and be like, are you related to, and it was like, yes, but I'm not going to try to figure out, I'm not going to try to explain how right now. <laughs> so. I think one of my favorite things about that is I, everyone thinks me sometimes on the first day of in-person school what happened was the bus driver thought mason was my brother and owen was my cousin so i was like hmm, maybe that could work for a little bit <laughs> that'd be fun right yes all right so real or leo fact time yes and you said it was cats are attracted to the sound of a recorder playing i would hope cats have better taste than that <laughs> yeah 
So we'll let Ms. Pluzik, you can go first. What do you think, real or Leo fact? I'm going to have to go with the Leo fact on that one. All right. I am also going to go with a Leo fact because I don't know how anybody would like the sound of a recorder. That one, I don't know, so I'm not going to answer. You're not going to answer because you don't know? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll reveal my answer after he says. Okay. Leo, what do you think? It's both. It's partially a Leo fact and partially a real fact. Because, well, this um, is because let me explain. Because when Owen plays the recorder in a certain way, our cat will come, but I don't think with some other cats. So um, we can't we can't validate that every cat is, but we know our cat comes. Well, Go yes. Ahead, so this isn't like just like I'm just sitting there trying to attract the cat with the recorder. This is I'm sitting at the kitchen <laughs> table playing the recorder, and she jumps up on the back of the chair and tries to get on my shoulder. Which is not something she normally does to him. But then I got home from work and she was down in the basement. He goes, watch, Dad. And he starts playing the recorder and she jumped up on his chair and tried getting on his shoulder. Wow. Like, it was really weird. I told him he had to. Yeah, he's like the Pied Piper of cats, at least for our cat. <laughs> so we want to thank you so much for joining us. Oh, wait. What was that? It's a true fact for your cat. Correct. Yeah, so if you're tight, it depends on... um whose cat you're talking about because I'm pretty sure for um other people's cats they might not like it but uh, for our cat our cat likes it because I want to learn to do that so that to get the right tune so that way um when I'm sad I can just play it and have <laughs> and have our cat just snuggle on me Aww. So we, we want to say thank you so much for joining us and for everything you've done this year for Leo and his classmates. Aw, of course. It's been so fun. I'm so happy you were in my class this year. I'm happy you are my teacher. Aw. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of... The Online School Life. And thank you all very much. Take care. Thank you.